नमस्कार वेलकम टू संवाद ए बायोलिंगल पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट मनोज मित्तल ए सिविल एंड स्ट्रक्चरल इंजीनियरिंग कंसल्टेंट बाय प्रोफेशन हैविंग डीप इंटरेस्ट इन पॉलिसी एंड गवर्नेंस इश्यूज परटेनिंग टू प्रोफेशन सोसाइटी एंड कल्चर दिस पॉडकास्ट एम्स टू अंडरस्टैंड एंड एक्सप्लोर इश्यूज व्हिच आर इंपॉर्टेंट and touches the life of all of us in a long free flowing conversation with a guest each episode digs deeper into an issue to uncover and dissect hidden aspects if you want to suggest an issue or want to join our podcast do contact at samvad.podcast@gmail.com or follow me on twitter using my handle मनोज अंडर स्कोर मित्तल दिस एपिसोड इज फोकस्ड ऑन एजुकेशन दिस इज सेकेंड एपिसोड ऑन दिस थीम एजुकेशन बाई इट सेल्फ हैज मेनी डायमेंशन एंड डिफरेंट मीनिंग फॉर डिफरेंट पर्सन लुकिंग एट इट फ्रॉम डिफरेंट परस्पेक्टिव बट वन थिंग इज श्योर इट इज इंपॉर्टेंट फॉर डेवलपमेंट एंड सस्टेनेंस ऑफ ह्यूमेनिटी इट प्रॉपल्स वन टू डिग डीप इन एबंडेंट सी ऑफ नॉलेज prompts people to explore new things and do experiments to satisfy curiosity and validate various natural and social phenomena education helps one to do comprehensive and critical thinking education also leads individual to appreciate coexistence with nature it also teaches the importance of society culture values nature sustainability and their interrelationship in a way it makes us a good human being in my previous episode on education with dr sanjay goel it emerged that only formal education is not enough to achieve these goals of education informal education at home and in society are also important education is also not a fixed time activity it is a lifelong process however However, formal education may be for some fixed years it also emerged that in recent past education has not got due importance and priority in many countries including india it is one of the reason for overall degradation of our societal priorities and values dr goel is an indian academic administrator and according to him government's priorities and lack of funds are generally main reasons for our poor education system however new education policy nep 2020 is quite promising and forward looking in this episode we will like to learn more about our education system from the perspective of an indian student who was born and brought up in india and did all his schooling and bachelor's degree from india before coming to usa for pursuing masters and doctorate today I have invited a student Rohan for the conversation in this episode. Rohan is at present in final stages of his doctorate in computer science at University of Maryland College Park USA. We will like to learn his perspective and his experiences in education as a student at India and now in USA. Hi everyone, welcome to my show. I'm very happy that you have joined today, and today we will be discussing regarding education. Since you are a student doing your doctoral studies in uh, University of Maryland, and you have also studied in India, so I believe I will be able to get a good perspective on Indian education from you. Again, uh, welcome, uh, Ron. Thanks, Uncle. Thanks for having me. Ron, uh, can we start uh, with your journey? Can you something about yourself and your journey till now? Right. So I did most of my education in India. 
so right from my schooling which was in amity and i started from kindergarten because uh, my family was in the us from 95 to 98 so during that time i did my nursery in the us in uh, houston texas and then once we came back in 98 then i started doing my schooling here in amity noida from kindergarten and then i did my 12th year schooling uh, in amity and then i did a couple of years of engineering coaching from uh, vidya mandir and then i did four years of engineering from delhi college of engineering and then i came to the us for my masters and i did my masters at the university of maryland and now i'm doing my phd good so basically it is good that you started from us and then again you are finishing at us in yes. between you were in india so so we will know more about this journey uh, again in detail what are your other hobbies apart from your studies so i like to i like to play games then these could be board games card games recently i have gotten back into video games i like to write i have a blog where i write about both my current research interests which is in autonomous driving and also about my third hobby it is about mental math this is essentially about you know vedic math and speed math you know how you can uh, do very quick fast mental math i like devise new techniques on how to do the sort of math tricks some of these methods have also been you know published in an online journal vedic math apart from all this i like to listen to music also sometimes do you play outdoor games outdoor games i used to play football when i was in school not so much for now this was in middle school but then i discovered chess and then i got really really uh, you know deeper into chess and that was i think the point where all outdoor sports died for me okay then you became more academic oriented kind of yeah so okay before i start with education as such uh, can you tell me something about your family background because uh, education is also related to your family uh, in some way so just i wanted to know uh, something about your family background so my parents are doctors my father is a cardiac surgeon and my mom is a general physician even my extended family even they are doctors my grandfather's brothers family they are also dentists so my entire family uh, with a few exceptions they are all met in in medicine you know being from medicine especially you know the focus and emphasis has always been on education yeah generally if uh, family is educated that kind of focus in their family so that is quite natural yeah. uh, now let's move forward uh, see uh, now I, today i wanted to discuss about education so if i if i ask somebody what is education i will get several philosophical answers to that somebody will say it is important for the sustenance of the society for the creation of the knowledge skills so many things they will plural answers to what is education actually i want to know from you as a student what you think what is education right i mean education is not something very easy to define yes. it's, it's very it's, difficult it's very difficult to define yeah i think that education is the ability to use logic and think critically mm-hmm. and that can manifest in many many different ways some examples could be you know for some for some people it could be you know holding a conversation some people it could be scoring marks and scoring uh, points on uh, on tests and there are different ways to to achieve this and to develop this uh, in indian education it is a different way of developing this and in american education there is a different ways of developing this and i've seen both ways both the, both the systems but uh, at the end of the day i think uh, in my opinion like this is what i've experienced and felt till up till now that uh, thinking critically and uh, using logic in situations 
is most important thing in education uh, from your perspective? Yes, and uh, you know it can come from classrooms, it can come from homeschooling. Your parents can teach you that. You can learn it from other sources as well. So it doesn't need to be confined to a school or a college. See, I am asking this question from you because uh, most of the time I find the aim of most of the students in school and colleges is to get the job. They just want to study or want to have the degree so that they can get a good job or good placement. Yeah. That is, uh, it looks like that is, the, uh, that is the main aim of the students. Do you think it is a correct aim or do you think this is the aim generally students have in their uh, school or college time? I have seen that to be true, yes. In my, when I was in college, uh, so, so this is this is uh, not not a lot of school students have this college student. Yeah, because you know school yeah. kids are still young. Mm. In college, when you start thinking about post college life, I think ninety ninety five percent of the students were of this opinion that you know we have to get a good job. Yeah. So basically, placement used to be the focus of the students. Is is for the, most students for for most of the students. Yes. And. Uh, and whole of uh, the, the the selection of the branch, the selection of the college, everything is uh, usually centered around. Uh, selection of branch now is sort of like a tricky aspect because uh, in some ways, selection of branch is according to your rank, right? Mm-hmm. What rank you get decides your uh, branch. For example, I got, you know, in my first round of counseling, I got, I was civil engineer. As updates keep kept happening, then I got mechanical engineering. And finally, I got electronics and communication. I didn't know at that time, you know, what branch did what, what would I get with which branch? And the mindset was get the branch, which, which is the most, you know, glamorous or which is the most difficult for people to get into. And at that time, electronics, computer science was on top, then electronics and then mechanical and so on. That was, that was how branches used to be ranked. This is a trend all over India. But it's very interesting because at that time, you don't really know what is this ranking all about. It's just that some, some Oracle has told you, computer yeah. science is best. Okay, yeah. so now I'll just go more deeper into it. You said that from your perspective, uh, logical thinking, uh, critical thinking, this should be the aim of the education. Right? Yeah. And then you are saying that uh, usually uh, good students will go to the computer science just because everybody feels that computer science is good and all good ranking students will take the computer science, the electrical, electronics like that. There's some relation between uh, knowing uh, critical thinking and applying logic to then then uh, doing computer science or electrical engineering or civil engineering. Does it have any relationship or, are you, or do you want to say that those students who go to the computer science or those who have, who have some better rank in some examination, they are much better students. Okay, for admission point of view, for system following point of view, that, that is okay. That yeah. you have to follow something. But does it really have some meaning? Uh, can you differentiate that if somebody has good rank and got the computer science, he will have better logical thinking, he will have better critical thinking than the one who has less rank or not got the computer science, who got no, the civil engineering. No, or something no, like no. That. There, there is no connection to that because the, the, the fact that a person is going into computer science is like, is a direct function of how they performed in that particular examination on one day, on one day, on one day and in one particular examination, right. an examination 
in which you have to in which the passing criteria in which how to excel is not based on logic and uh, uh, critical thinking but on uh, knowing how how to take that exam right and that's a separate topic in itself yes, like right. how to ace the je mm. how to ace the ai triple e for example mm. these exams if you figure out the you know the recipe the formula or the art of cracking these exams you get a better rank and then mm. your rank determines your branch right but it has no relation with your thinking ability it has no relation with your logic application of logic okay so if the aim of the education is developing your critical thinking and log application of logic then to selection of these branches or going to these colleges uh, really matters or or one can get all these kind of a knowledge or traits from home from society or the interaction with the society these skills can be inculcated inculcated right from school hmm. and the best way to inculcate this and this this is being done in the us for hmm. example hmm. Uh, through debates hmm. you put forward one point you you need to expect the other person to push back on that point and question why you said what you said this is something that is missing from indian education in the us education right from a young age you expect children to speak up and the adults at least american parents they will push the kid back as to why you have said and they will encourage the child to defend his position right mm -hmm. this is an inf example of inf informal education in which uh, parents can inculcate this and this happens in schools in the assignments in the homeworks and exams in activities yes. various activities to like american in american education the students are expected to come up and they're expected to talk on a topic speak on a topic that happens in india also but in india you speak on a topic you go back and sit down creative for example it's, it's like a one way traffic kind of a yeah, yeah yeah one way traffic so creative writing so in english in our english classes creative writing used to be a section we write something hmm. feedback we get it is like one tick and hmm. a good hmm. one tick or an excellent hmm. right hmm. but here what happens is the teacher when you say something you know the kids have the freedom to speak back mm. in india that voice is stifled we are taught mm. that you know you shouldn't speak back to your elders mm. Mm. we should not speak or if if a living room full of adults are talking mm. kids should be in a separate room talk about and talk among themselves they should not voice their opinions in a room full of adults mm. and there is this this fear and that fear has propagated into adulthood i've seen it you know when when indian students come here for the masters and and the, their phd's they they hesitate to voice their opinions in front of the professors but american students you know they 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 voice their opinions they speak their mind that is an example of how to inculcate critical thinking how to voice uh, your opinions and uh, that is something that is missing from india yes i i agree with you because in india usually we discourage students to ask questions in a way and also and, and and not only student everybody you you always fear asking any questions to your elders and if you even if you ask some questions probably you may not get the answer right that is also true so that in a way discourage students to ask questions and sometimes you have a fear of asking questions then right indian system of education american both students coming from both areas of life both cultures they have one strong property and one weak property the strongest property of an indian education is the ability to push forward for example i have seen indian students fighting for half half marks mm -hmm. in college in school in coaching mm -hmm. everywhere and i am not saying that this practice is good i'm not a fan of this practice but it shows their tendency or this willingness to go from 93 to 95 it matters to them an american kid on the other hand he will expect the moon at 93 he will put put an argument 
that argument may be immature, but he will put an argument as to why he deserves to be the president with 93 marks. He will defend his position. An Indian student with an Indian education will not be happy at 93. He will expect that he wants 95. So Indian students grow up with an ability to, to push for things. American uh, students are not taught to push. They don't, they are very laid back. My thinking is, or my feeling is, you need to make, you need to combine both uh, cultural uh, aspects, both cultural aspects. You need to teach Indian students how to critically defend and how to argue and how to uh, uh, voice your opinions. In addition to their uh, inherent ability to push forwards, uh, in life, given whatever situation, American education will benefit from that push. Will benefit from you know traditional, typical classroom culture of education that that Indians are good at. Okay, I will come back to this education thing again. So, uh, do you think what whatever education you have got till now and whatever you are doing till now, you have been able to develop these kind of skills? No, I was not. Re- I was not taught to perform this type of critical and uh, um, the critical thinking and logical thinking. And that is why, according to me, this is the definition of education, because uh, I was, I have grown up with the, with the rote memory and rote mm-hmm. learning paradigm of education. And I won't say that that is a bad form of education, it has its own place, but that minus other components of education is incomplete. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, in school, for example, like I used, I, I always employed rote learning and it served me well up till a point. You get the marks. You, you get, get the marks right. because, because that is the model that, you know, schools also expect in the Indian schools. And we all, we also, we've already covered this, you know, this yeah. issue that, you know, critical thinking yeah. is, is missing. Yeah. And what the formula that works, I employed it and it served me well. Now, the problem is that because I was not taught to think, I was not, I could not think for myself what I wanted to do. That was a major disadvantage of not being able to think for yourself. Mm. And that disadvantage snowballed and um, it proved to be a disadvantage throughout my you know, uh, post-class 12 years. Mm. And 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 you know the way indian education goes you sort of if you're good at math you sort of get pushed into engineering right so then what happened was because i was not thinking my cousin did his iit engineering or he was doing his iit engineering uh, study and my mom she told or she discussed with my uh, relative like you know he's good at math or he's interested in math what should be the career choice she said engineering and so I didn't know what engineering was. All I knew, what I knew, because I wasn't thinking, right? So all I knew was there is this exam. And if I crack this exam, I'll be the best. Because being raised in a family doctor and being raised in, in I was I was always, I learned to push. I always wanted to be the best. And I thought that cracking the ITJ means being the best. That is what, in class 10, I had uh, top, top the board exams. I was like rank three in, 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 in India. Coming from that and then entering, uh, stepping out of school and seeing all of these students and then, you know, entering competition with them. Uh, I faced this competition. I didn't do well. So I didn't know what was going wrong. And 
then yeah, so so I started preparing for the uh, GE exam in uh, engineering entrances. But do you learn these you know, critical thinking, logical thinking, and uh, using all those things in a school in colleges also? You develop that kind of a thing, or do the colleges have that kind of a system where these kind of things can be uh, developed? Or you just learn them or develop them indirect. There are some indirect ways of doing that. It certainly was not the case in my college. Um, and I don't believe that other engineering colleges at least do that uh, in India. I think a few colleges have started to, you know, uh, there's like one college called Ashoka, Ashoka University. Ashoka University. It's a liberal arts mm-hmm. university. My feeling is that they, they, are, they are in their classrooms sort of uh, they are employing this this critical thinking kind of education uh, from what i have learned from some some acquaintances who, who are there but uh, as of now in engineering colleges they are critical thinking is not being uh, taught or that is not a focus actually it's not a focus engineering colleges the education there's a lot that is wrong with the education in engineering colleges like even in the even the core curriculums and syllabus that needs to be covered there's a lot of holes and gaps in that aspect. Yes. I will come again uh, on the engineering education. I will discuss in detail. But uh, just broadly, I wanted to know, you do the university, you go to college, you get degrees. Uh, are these degrees or uh, certificates are two reflection of one's understanding about the subject? And are they sufficient to get the job? Or are they a true parameter because ultimately the output yeah. of a university or college is to degree right. that that you are you are investing your time and money and everything yeah. and then ultimately if i say this output you are getting is a kind of a degree right. and based on that degree you will be getting some job or some recognition or some position you will get in your life probably right. your life will also depend on that so are these degrees and certificates a true reflection of one's ability to uh, ability okay. of uh, knowledge or to do, do some job or something or 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 just uh, or they do not reflect all those kind of things? I would say that um, from a US perspective, uh, yes, they are mostly sufficient. They're mostly fine. US institutions, because there's accountability in US institutions. Mm-hmm. So if the teachers who are teaching the subjects and the administrators who are setting the curriculums are not doing their jobs, there is accountability. Mm-hmm. So the administrators will ensure that the courses and the curriculum is up to date and the teachers will ensure that the uh, the pedagogy is correct and the, the way they're teaching the subjects is, is correct. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you know, you're graduating from a US institution, then the, they, they, they do graduate with the required skill sets um, again, there is there is distribution. Some people don't take some students don't take advantage of the mm. uh, distribution. Some students, you know, despite not having all the resources, they do exceptionally well through self study. But the majority of students who are on in, in the average in the average case, they will benefit from a US institution. In India, the thing is not the case. I have observed that you know, a majority of the engineers who graduate from Indian engineering schools. Mm. When they enter the uh, let's say consulting mm. or a data analytics or any IT IT company, mm. they are retaught the skills. Mm. They go through a training period of several months, not even like a few weeks, like a crash course, something like several months training period where they are retaught the skills 
thing and the subjects that the curriculum that they go through in four years of engineering, that is in no way tested when these companies come to recruit from Indian engineering schools. Mm-hmm. And another f- facet of another side of Indian en- engineering education, at least um, in levels, I think in tiers that are be- beyond the IIT, like if you look past mm-hmm. the IITs and you know, triple IITs, in a lot of engineering schools, these placements, how these students are getting placed into engineering schools, they are uh, uh, gamed. For example, the placement coordinator, they will you know, let their uh, friends into the exa- examination room, trying mm-hmm. to get the, uh, into the placement. And especially because the teachers, there is no accountability. Mm-hmm. The teachers are not teaching the subjects properly. And the people who are in charge of setting the courses, setting the curriculum, they're also you know, doing a poor job mm-hmm. of making sure that the courses are updated. So what ends up happening is students end up studying for you know, uh, college examinations right before the night of the exam and they forget the very next day. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's a very, very uh, low retention. Yes. So basically, yes, I know uh, there's a uh, disconnect between academia and the industry. And uh, many surveys indicate that in India, uh, graduates who are coming out of the engineering colleges, they are not industry ready yeah. and their domain knowledge is very poor. True. And even soft skills are very poor. They are not employable as such. This, in fact, actually not just engineering. Like my parents are doctors. So my mother is in charge of uh, recruiting uh, medical graduates who graduate from MBPS and are ready to you know, join the medical uh, hospitals. So even she has observed that the quality of you know newly graduated MBBS students, even that is uh, right. declining. Yeah, so that is true not only for engineering but also for all disciplines for for medicine for law and for everything actually most of the uh, uh, graduates who are coming from the colleges uh, in any area they are of the same type they're not employable and uh, that is a problem all over india and also last time i did my episode with dr sanjay goel and he also said that uh, yes this is a problem Curriculum is not uh, up to date. Funding is, is a major problem. Mm-hmm. You do not attract good faculty. You do not have good teachers. Right. And uh, uh, and it looks like that uh, education is not a priority for the society as such. Uh, individually, uh, we think, yes, education is very important. But still, it is not getting a due priority from the government. They are not doing sufficient uh, budgeting. They are not investing sufficient for education. So colleges are not uh, properly funded and that is why they are not attracting good faculty and good uh, uh, research uh, funding is not there in the colleges. So that kind of a thing is there. So that is why uh, you are not getting good uh, output from the colleges and universities in India. The problem, yeah, it starts from the top. So uh, the decision-making body has to be one where the fundamentals are clear of what know, sets a good department or what builds a good uh, college. Even if so, if the decision-making body is strong, then even with limited funding, they will find a way, you know, how to... Yeah, it depends upon the leader who is leading that university or college because the vision will come from there. And if the vision is good and uh, intent is good, then probably they will be able to attract good uh, funding also, good teachers also. Because I've seen many good institutions uh, where the director or vice chancellor is very 
learned person knowledgeable person and so they 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 act as a, kit, uh, a catalyst act they, yes. they they are able to attract good faculty and they are able to devise some good systems in their universities yeah. so they work but generally the, it means uh, you are trying to say that uh, yes degrees and certificates which you are getting from us universities they you can consider those students will be at they will be uh, they are they are industry friendly they 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 will be employable in comparison to what uh, we are having in india they are just more ready for whatever they want to do yes that's why you'll notice that whoever is doing good in india you know in terms of leading they all have done some degree from from us, US. they have some us experience yeah it is very very you know uh, rare for to see someone who has not done his some part of his education mm-hmm. from a from a from an educate from a from a place that is strong yeah. in education yes, yes. some so some people you know who are leading research and r&d development research education in india they would have degrees either from the us or let's say from iisc you know which is also top research uh, institution in india okay this is a major difference uh, between these institutions okay so now let's go deeper with your experience let's start with your school now okay so uh, what was uh, you did your 12 years in schooling in india okay. right uh, so how was your experience in school and uh, did you like the subjects which were taught to you and the way they were taught to you and how were your teachers were they role models were they inspiring uh, were, were they able to expose you to different new areas or they encourage you to do, learn more or in in different fields or they were just trying to uh, complete the syllabus and uh, and just exam and test and that, that's all right right uh, i and also at the same time you can compare it with the american system whatever knowledge you have right. uh, wherever possible yes so um i think uh, so i i i was i studied in a in a private uh, yeah i know the summit is is one of the best school i think uh, in, in in noida uh, so that is a good example yes yeah so the thing is that you know uh the subjects are usually standard across yes. schools you know you start with you you start with uh, science social studies and math english these are the typical suspects and then you know when you go to class 8 then you give a little bit of freedom to choose uh, which languages you want to uh, take up um and uh, I, i'm i'm pretty sure this is standard across uh, other schools as well my teachers created a very family sort of vibe like it felt like you know my teachers they came from the same kind of uh same kind of household the same kind of family that uh, i myself belong to so i could relate to my teachers um and that you know at that level at that age it's hard to gauge education you basically you know you're just uh, receiving what is given to you and um, i had a i had a great time in school because um i was i was going i was using the 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 model that worked model of learning that worked um i did well in my my in my classes and my exams uh and the best part about school is that your teachers know you on a on a personal level you know they get familiar with you 
um, and uh, they, they just warm towards you. So I, I have very, very warm memories of my teachers, of my interactions with teachers and um, um, the relationships and friends, friendships that you form with, with your friends, you know, uh, that was very wholesome, very holistic. And uh, uh, I like, basically, I like the way I, I, was, I was given my education in school. So till 10th, um, I had a great time. I was, I was doing well. Um, I don't, did not participate in many, many activities because I was very, very focused towards studies. Towards studies. And then after 10th, um, th things started to crack because I was, you know, so focused towards studies in 11th and 12th, I uh, sort of became an opposite person because I had, at that point, I had joined Vidya Mandir mm. and Vidya Mandir's ideology is don't focus on school. Vidya Mandir is a coaching It's center. a coaching institute. Yeah. It's a coaching institute that prepares you. You started from class 10th only? I started from 10th, but in 10th, I did this program called Math Genie, right. Math Genii, okay. which was uh, also offered by Vidya Mandir, but it wasn't very intensive. It was just 30 classes mm -hmm. uh, in, in, that, in that year. So um, uh, 10th was not very, very uh, focused on Vidya Mandir, but I, I was exposed to it. 11th, 12th is when I started doing Vidya Mandir uh, regularly, regularly going to, going to the, the classes and getting coached there. And I got absorbed or influenced by their ideology, again, because I wasn't thinking, I could not think. Mm. So I got influenced by their ideology to, to, to forget school. School is for, you know, you, we will make you the leaders of tomorrow. We will, you will, when you get your ITJ result, you will show to the people what kind of person you are. And I got absorbed by their uh, theatric, by their melodrama and, and by their uh, promises of making you the best. Uh, uh, these are the exact words. You will be the best if you crack J. Mm -hmm. So I started, you know, not just ignoring school or uh, falling out of school, but also uh, uh, having a very condescending attitude towards those who did go to school. Mm -hmm. And I used to, you know, uh, act out and I used to behave, uh, misbehave with my teachers and with mm -hmm. my uh, fellow uh, peers and students. And uh, uh, I did not do well in 11th and 12th, which is mm. which was not surprising. But I don't think at that point I actually cared about mm. doing well in school. Um, now, uh, the problem was I wasn't doing very well in my coaching also. Okay. So, and I think I'm actually right now at this point, I'm very glad not to have done well in coaching because if I had done well in coaching, going to IIT, I would not have uh, had this realization that... Uh, I was a bad student in 11th and 12th. So, so yeah, so I would describe my, you know, schooling as, you know, having done really, really well till 10th, being a star student. And then from in 11th and 12th, going right back down. So you went down in a school also, and also in coaching also, you thought, you said you, you were not doing well in yeah. coaching also, but the coaching people made you realize that cracking J is the, should be the aim. Yes. And you can ignore your school uh, for that. Yes. Uh, the coaching institutes, engineering schools, they used to say that, you know, it does not matter what happens in school and school does not matter in the end. 
and they and i think they were right in the sense that because for getting the admission in iit or engineering college only the yeah they do not think that they do not consider the marks of the school Sure. Only thing is, you need to have minimum mark. I think sixty percent something. Yeah, you need exactly. some minimum mark. That's all. You need to have a minimum percentage, like sixty percent. I think yeah. was. I think everybody can get sixty percent something like that. Exactly. And so they were saying, don't focus on the school, just focus on the JEE examination because that is the main thing which will take to the engineering colleges. Right. right. And what you know, what I did not realize, or what was unsaid, was the fact that. Uh, uh performing well in school it's not just a matter of requirement it's a matter of psychology as well mm. because the thing that made me tick or the thing that made me uh use my full potential mm. was doing what i love which is you know doing well in school as well and uh, if i had, i think if i had uh focused more on school that would have um um uh, translated to my performance in coaching as well because uh, i feel you know a person should be a jack of all trades but a master of one mm. and at that point i was putting all my eggs into the coaching and engineering institute basket and the competition was uh, very very intense very fierce mm. and i was also you know uh, uh, messing up the formula i was not getting the the the, the recipe that was needed to crack itje the recipe you know how you crack jee like right? now i know it's a different it's a different art altogether but i was following a different my uh, brain knew that this was like i need to follow this particular path and follow this recipe to crack jee but i i was my heart was doing something else hmm. it was following more of a um so for example in, in what you need to do in it you need to you know uh, do mock tests you need to solve you just solve each problem very quickly just get the answer as fast as you can mm. and there are very various tricks to arrive at the answer you know you eliminate some choices mm. you look for clues in the problem the way the problem is worded and so on mm. what i used to do was i would take a problem and just sit down with it i wanted my to take my own time mm. Mm. and uh, you know derive the answer why mm. this answer came you are going from the basics right right i i used formulas as well mm. but i wanted to know you know this mm. this is the formula what are the formulas are connected to this formula mm. i get you stuck into mm. one thing that was problem number one problem number two was if i didn't get a didn't get any answer i used to feel bad mm. why didn't i get this because of that whole ideology i wanted to you know i wanted to know everything and these are the two mm. pitfalls or the two things that you really shouldn't do for an iit mm. Mm. yeah so basically in because of the coaching center coaching uh, of engineering coaching in 10 11th and 12th you missed your school experience uh, or yeah. you couldn't enjoy your school experience at that time right yeah because ultimately uh as i see uh, the school education is not only about uh, knowledge or getting some pass but also you learn so many things in the school because you interact with the students you interact with the teacher you participate in various activities just exactly. social interaction is there so you learn so many things in the school apart from your studies so right. there is a wholesome education you get in the school yes while in coaching center uh that is the business centers basically for them students are inputs right 
and if it, if they succeed they get admission in colleges engineering college they get good ranks right. then their business will grow right. otherwise their business will not grow and i think the people who succeeded iit je were the people who realized this i i have a, i have a feeling and uh, they were the ones who you know could enjoy life on the side as well as focus on school and coaching and they did exceptionally well i was of the opinion that you know um socializing and doing anything other than itj was a waste of time mm-hmm. which was a mistake okay you you got influenced by those uh, coaching center uh, uh, people actually yes. so in your opinion now you think it is it was not good that that was that, that is not a good ideology no definitely not i would still if i if i was to do things again i would still i would go to engineering i would go to the engineering coaching institutes mm-hmm. but i would want an ability to think on my own as well i would want to decide choose to go to school and perform well in school i would want to have because I, during that time i stopped talking to friends stopped developing uh, friendships and uh, relationships with other people so i would want to do all of that mm. in addition to to preparing for the iit mm. and i would the most biggest change what i would do is i would change my ideology and treat iit as uh something as as a as a uh um test with a specific way of cracking it as opposed to being the pinnacle of knowledge mm-hmm. so i tried once and then i tried again even though i got into the same college i got into dt the first time also but uh, i tried again and this was not uh, peer pressure or my parents telling me to uh, go try a second time or it was me telling everyone to do a second time so for me at that time you know cracking the je was the aim of life yeah but now you feel that uh, that aim was not uh, correct actually or that okay. aim was uh, not uh, that aim was over inflated over inflated okay so in a way you are trying to say that your uh, school experience was good except those last two years right and your teachers were good you like teachers yeah i i think my school teachers were um, um uh, uh they were very warm and uh, i have very fond memories of my of my teachers uh okay so was they they see there are two type of teachers i would say Te- teacher one is the teacher who is who, who teaches well right okay who teaches well uh, he can make you explain the things and he can make it interesting to you the things or the, and another teacher is the teacher who who will give you the vision who will give you the larger vision of the life actually was there any teacher in your whole school uh, 12 years you got some such teacher who who could expose you to those things and who could who could broaden your uh, thinking process yeah so basically what you are you know describing are good teachers and then exceptional teachers yeah good teachers are the ones who yes. get the job done they will yeah they will yes. teach you the subject materials and you know if mm. the student is good then they will you know follow up on their end and you'll get if, the if they are not doing that then i would say they are not teachers at all actually <laughs> sure, if they sure, are not doing that sure sure uh no i don't think i had uh, that kind of a teacher that kind of a teacher and exceptional teachers i had great teacher i had warm teacher and that teachers who cared mm. about the student but i did not have any teacher who uh guided me about the bigger picture in life like 
after school, what should be done, what kind of qualities you should, as a person you should have, what kind of, uh, you know, uh, at that point, no one was there. So uh, was there a teacher in your school if you are having some problem in your studies, not only studies, but anything uh, as a student, as a child, क्या कोई ऐसा टीचर था जिसके पास तुम्हें लगता है कि तुम जा सकते थे उसको बात कर सकते थे वो तुम्हें कुछ काउंसलिंग कर सकता था समझा सकता था ऐसा कुछ था जिसको तुम्हें लगता हो कि या मुझे कोई प्रॉब्लम हुई तो आई विल गो टू दैट टीचर ओके आई विल टॉक टू दैट टीचर ऐसा ऐसा था कोई स्कूल एक्चुअली जो मेरे को प्रॉब्लम लगती थी कि मेरे को प्रॉब्लम थी दैट वॉज इलेवेंथ एंड ट्वेल्थ में मेरा मेन प्रॉब्लम मेन प्रॉब्लम वॉज कि मैं टेस्ट्स होते थे इंजीनियरिंग कॉलेज में उनमें अच्छे मार्क्स स्कोर नहीं कर पा रहा था मुझे ये लगता था कि माई प्रॉब्लम वॉज लो मार्क्स अब उसमें मैं स्कूल की टीचर स्कूल से वैसे ही मैं बॉयकॉट बॉयकॉट कर रखा था मैंने तो मेरे को ये लग रहा था स्कूल में क्या बात करूंगा प्लस मेरे को प्रॉब्लम करेक्ट प्रॉब्लम आइडेंटिफाई नहीं किया था मेरे को लग रहा था कि प्रॉब्लम है लो मार्क्स जबकि प्रॉब्लम कुछ और थी तो जब तुम्हारा स्कूल में परफॉर्मेंस खराब हो रहा था और और तुम और तुम वहां पर तुम्हें लगता था कि ठीक नहीं हो रहा है सो वट योर टीचर वॉज टेलिंग यू वर दे गाइडेड यू वर दे ट्राई टू मेक यू अंडरस्टैंड दैट दिस इज नॉट द करेक्ट वे और यू शुड नॉट डू दिस थिंग और वट दे डू डेड एक्चुअली टीचर सो आई थिंक I think my teachers, so my 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 teachers should have uh, talked to me. For, so you were good student. Yes. So now all of a sudden you started declining, doing bad, not were not do, doing good in eleven, twelve. So I think they must be worried. They must. They have, were disappointed. They were disappointed. That's the one thing. But then what they did to uh, correct it? I don't think they did anything. They were disappointed, mm-hmm. and they were you know. Um, uh, I could. I, I think now you know. uh subconsciously mm-hmm. i didn't register at the time but subconsciously i could make out that they were disappointed and i don't really i don't know because i think at some level they i i i'm not sure if you know it was because i had gone so far off the deep end that they just gave in upwards what okay. but for example in class 10 i had gone for this international math competition mm-hmm. you know there was this teacher who on whose team i was but then he just dropped me in mm-hmm. 11th and 12th okay and when i got the news because i was on that phase of life i was like i don't care drop mm-hmm. me drop me but uh in hindsight like i mean i should have gone to them that's a different thing i was not aware of at the time i was uh, deeply engrossed in, in my coaching but i wish that you know some of the teachers uh, who knew what was going wrong they would have either called my parents mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or called me in, mm-hmm. even though i'm not sure i would have listened they called your parent no i don't think so i am not aware even if you did i'm not aware your parents did not aware. so what do you think agar uh, same situation us mein hota to kya hota i think kyunki uh, school ka aim kya hai school ka aim to ye hai na ki student acha kare they should do well in the school aur tum achanak kharab karne lage kisi wajah se theek hai all of a sudden to teacher to worried hai hona chahiye unko they should also try to find out ki kya ho raha hai kyun ho raha hai kaise theek kare usko kya samjhaye tumko samjhaye parents ko bulaye kuch to kare 
तो क्या इंडिया में तो उन्होंने किया नहीं आई थिंक यूएस की स्कूलिंग में दे हैव काउंसलिंग काउंसलिंग ऑफिसर्स और काउंसलिंग सेंटर्स इन द स्कूल तो दे हैव आई थिंक अ डेडिकेटेड पर्सनल फॉर एग्जैक्टली दिस पर्पस एंड दिस इज यू नो जस्ट फ्रॉम मीडिया फ्रॉम व्हाट आई हैव सीन इन टीवी शोस एंड मूवीज एंड फ्रॉम माय अकाउंट माय माय इन द फ्रॉम व्हाट आई नो फ्रॉम माय फ्रेंड्स एंड फैमिली फैमिली फ्रेंड्स एंड दे आल्सो हैव Well, yeah, one thing that I just realized, you know, in the from US they have parent-teacher meeting, and then in India also. India also you have now. India we used to have. I remember we have had them early on, like in primary school and middle school. Okay, so thereafter, नहीं होता अच्छा. Thereafter, I think. कम हो जाता है. कम हो जाते हैं. But even it नहीं होता है because यहाँ पे US system में क्या होता है? US में जो school 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 होता है, it is uh, funded by the district. Hmm. So, um, नोएडा में जितने लोग हैं कुछ लोग एमिटी जाते हैं कुछ लोग डीपीए जाते हैं कुछ लोग एपीए जाते हैं यूएस में क्या होता है कि इफ देर इज अ डिस्ट्रिक्ट हर डिस्ट्रिक्ट का एक स्कूल होता है और सारे डिस्ट्रिक्ट वाले उसी स्कूल में जाते हैं बिकॉज द डिस्ट्रिक्ट के बंदे जो फैमिलीज के टैक्सेस होते हैं दे फंड स्कूल सो वट एंड हैपनिंग इज जो स्कूल की फैकल्टी स्कूल की जो एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन है वो इन ओवर द ईयर बिकॉज बिकॉज If if a family is living in a district, they typically live for a, for a long while, right? Mm-hmm. Several years. So the students, the kids, they start from a young class, a young age, and they stay there till you know tenth, eleventh, or until if they move. So over the years, the teachers start to know the parents, know the 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 children, you know, students, and all that. So if a student is not doing well, there's a more of a personal thing, personal connection, and they they reach out to the parents much more easily. मॉडल they do not but they but teachers are the most uh, influential persons i think they they influence you as a child right, more I, more than anybody else i think my personal feeling is i wish they could have done more towards the later years but mm. whatever i did receive i am have i'm grateful for that at least mm. because they you know it's a very clear contrast from what i experienced in in college mm. uh, where they did not even do the there may defect your definition of not teachers hmm. so but the interesting thing is you are this is you are telling experience from a one the good school a private school in india yeah. right now what would what would be the situation in the government schools the schools where you do not have even teachers government schools do not have enough teachers also right. so their situation will be very bad I don't think there will be any such kind of interaction with the students or the teachers. Right, I agree. I think I think that uh, that is the case uh, in a lot of places, and uh, that is unfortunate because you know at that age, that is the age when students need yes. some guidance. They need some mm. structure mm. in how to think, how to carry themselves, and their values and everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, are you in touch with some of the teachers still? With school teachers? Is anybody any teacher? Ah. Uh, Uh, there is a connection on on social media. Uh, But when you go to home, you meet some teachers. No, no, no. I don't think I developed like that a personal connection like that. 
Okay, so this was okay. So this was a time when I was uh, dating a girl in in class ten, mm-hmm. and well, when I was ta- I was taking German uh, tuitions at the time from our German teacher. She was also taking tuitions at home, not because we were bad at German. We needed tuition. This is just because you know mm-hmm. that teacher. She knew our parents, and it was sort of like a very familyish feel. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were you know, doing assignments. I was supposed to turn in our assignments. And I always used to be the one who was good at German. I used to be like a German talker at school. When I got back my assignment, uh, there's one question that was wrong, or one um, answer that I, that I did wrong. And because I was not at that when I was in class ten, I was you know involved with a girl and I was not thinking straight. So when I got back, I saw the question answer and I just dismissed it. Okay, one question wrong. And I used to be this kid. Who, if I got something wrong, like so, this is one incident. Incident in school is to give you some part of context as to why dismissing that was bad. Like the math in class eight, when I, uh, we got back our math exam tests, I got a ninety nine or ninety or ninety nine. I didn't get a question, in mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to answer it. And you know, I was always that student who used to you know devise interesting ways to answer a math mm-hmm. question, not just a standard textbook, but like a different way. Mm-hmm. So when I couldn't answer a question, I went home and I cried. And so when I put that, the teacher, the German teacher, he, she said, uh, the Rohan I knew uh, would have uh, cared about that, would have cared about that wrong answer, and that sort of, uh, you know, I think that was a moment that gave me sort of like an extra push, and that is, I think, that is one of the pivotal moments why I ended up doing well in the board exams in class ten. So that was one moment where I. Felt that you know she cared about me, but you know, just definitely teachers have very uh, great influence in yeah, you personally. Yeah. If you uh, if you have good teachers, then definitely you're quite lucky. Okay, so uh, you told me about your engineering education, how you uh, got into engineering because your mother talked, spoke to your cousin, yeah. and then you were good in mathematics, and so you went to engineering. Uh, then you went to the Vidya Mandir coaching. Yeah. You told us about the. experience on all those things so how you decided upon dtu delhi college of engineering why not any other college okay not you couldn't go to the iit but then you must have any other choices also then why you decided to have go to delhi college of engineering i mean truthfully speaking i wasn't the one who was in the decision making seat so i wasn't deciding anything that's why i want to know Uh, how you decided or who decided and uh, what are the process of decide, deciding of college so um my my parents they laid out you know not list a list a ranking of yeah then this is a trend usually all parents are they, they do, number 1 2 3 4 right. like that yes yeah. yes and uh, at that time i don't think there was some any reliable list or if there was i was not aware of it and we were primarily going by word of mouth so we knew about delhi college of engineering we knew about nits mm-hmm. 
and we knew about Bits Pilani and we knew about VIT and Manipal. Mm. These are the only calls we mm. knew about. Mm. So, and based on these, I didn't know about triple IT at that time. Mm. I didn't. So, uh, I gave all those entrance exams. So the ultimate choice of two places, which I got into was Manipal and then DTO. Mm. And then, I mean, the, between those two, DTO was looked to be the better. It was, it was in Delhi also. It was in Delhi also. According to me, it was, you know, supposed to be the better college. So what was your experience in DTO? So, because now you have seen a US uh, university also. Right, right, right. I would consider DTU as a place of education. DTU doesn't have anything. It doesn't have the faculty. It doesn't have the curriculum. Um, at least from the EC speaking, I don't know. Computer science may be different. Every person who is who I see do, is doing well, who came out of DTU, is doing well not because of what DTU gave them. It's because of what they did on, in the downtime. Hmm. He's a very fantastic uh, coder, programmer who came out of DTU. Hmm. He learned programming on his own. Uh, I, I remember the first day was raining and I had purchased uh, this engineering uh, book that was supposed to be the textbook. Hmm. And by supposed to be, I mean it was supposed to be used. It was never used. Either, either by Which the book? This was... The subject? Um, engineering mathematics. Okay. I forget the author. In our time, we used to study the Thomas or something. D.B. Thomas? Calculus? I would not remember. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you know what I do remember is you know I was I texted my uh, my friend who was my my, my actually was my school school batch batchmate so he you know he was second year I was first year and I called him up I texted him and I said that you know I'm doing this uh, Fourier analysis hmm. I didn't know what Fourier analysis. Fourier Fourier so I hmm. want I circled this and I said I started reading but one thing about me I like to order a lot of books I like to hmm. collect a lot of books hmm. so I ordered this textbook I got it I started reading some. Uh, chapter from the middle of the book and I called him up and said that, hey, did, have you studied this? Did you, do you do this in second year? He's like, why are you studying this? So I, I went into, you know, the first day of classes with a backpack full of books and everything. It was raining. And what I discovered was complete, in my words, it was anarchy. Hmm. No schedule, no professor coming on time, students just goofing off. It was just, you know, you're whiling away your time. All the it was a packed day. It's supposed to teachers mm. supposed to come and there's no orientation, nothing. And uh, I thought that okay, maybe like it's just disorganized. Mm. Maybe you know teachers got stuck in traffic. It was raining outside. Mm. This happened second day, Thursday, third day, and then I got to know of this concept called mass bug, mm. where you know the it's something called mass leader of the class mm. coordinates with the professor mm. and tells them we're not coming to school. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know these sort of these phenomena uh, concepts sort of become ingrained in you as you go along, sort of become a part and parcel. Other aspects of college life, it involved a lot of a lot of commuting because I didn't get a hostel. hostel. I actually, you know, the thing was that uh, you you only they only give you the hostel to people who are outside Delhi. Mm. So I uh, you came in the range where you could, cannot get. <laughs> yes, I was no. coming in that range, but. There was but this, day two campus is very far away, no, from Noida. They have this forty kilometer. Uh, new apparently, campus. Apparently, I was barely outside the radius, mm. but of course they were prioritizing people who come mm. from out of state, right? So then, so so you know, classes started happening, mass bunks, professors didn't come. There was no 
I rem- what I remember from my first year, or un- up until the first exam, the midterm exam. So like you know, midterm exam starts happening in October. Mm. So August, no, no, midterm start happening in September. Mm. So the whole of August and the whole first three weeks of September, it was all about teacher will come in the, let's say if you have two classes a week, he'll come in the first class, then two bunks, and then in the fourth mm. class, he'll teach something else. There was no structure. And I was always used to someone especially coming from school to have a structure in your mm. thing. Right. Mm. And at that point I was still um, struggling because I was still, I was doing, you know, martial arts and I was doing dancing. So by mm. my, my energies were in a different place, mm. not in education. Mm. And now if you. Do not get that good environment. To yeah, that also then does that, it I think that if I had gone to a better, uh, mm. to a place with a structured education uh, environment i think that would have pulled me back in but then um so what happened in you know for exams i didn't prepare for my exams i, I was not studying at that time i was not mm. uh, into education i was not um, mentally prepared for mm. to get back because after so what happened was after i uh, didn't get into the iit a second time i just i gave up because mm. i didn't i lost interest in education i lost interest in studying and i didn't see the purpose because to me like to me it Cracking the IIT was the ultimate aim. Ultimate aim, as taught by that Devendra uh, people. And then when you don't get that aim, then what do you do? There's nothing hmm. to aim for, right? Hmm. So I didn't have an aim, and I didn't see the purpose of education or studying. So I failed, you know, some some classes in my first year, and the consequences of that were I had to repeat them in the next year. So what happened was, you know, because I failed, and uh, ironically, I failed maths, it's supposed to be my uh, favorite subject. Mm. So when I failed these classes, most of my second year was spent in catching up and trying to, you know, uh, pass all these uh, exams. So how you recovered from this phase? What happened? How I went to the US for uh, for a summer school. Okay, after first year, you came to you. After second year, after the summer after my second year. You came to US for a summer school. So what happened was that because uh, my first and second year, my grades were like out of 200 students in you know, my electronics and communication branch, I was like the last five, right? Mm. Actually, I was the last five in all 1600 students mm. of that entire college. Batch. After the entire batch of electronics, computer science, you combine all the branches. Mm. And I was probably like bottom 10, mm. right? Mm. Because First year I had failed classes. Second year I was, uh, I, I basically, I barely passed. So I was catching up mm-hmm. and passing all the failed classes. So I decided that you know, a science future is not for me because in science you need grades, right? Mm-hmm. So then I wanted to go into finance and management mm-hmm. because uh, I gave up on a science dream long back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I told my parents, because my parents also, I think at that time they were, you know, very very disappointed not disappointed they were scared because they didn't know they didn't know how to advise mm. or they didn't know what advice to give mm. i think they were holding on to the hope that i'll come back some some someday and uh, that's why i think they were, more, they were not encouraging but they were sort of tolerating my time when i was you know investing into dance and marketing so i wanted to go for finance and uh, um, mba or MIM, like the master's in management or master's in information system, those kind of courses. But again, I didn't have any background for that. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a summer school where I could learn or where I could take courses in 
finance mm-hmm. and economics mm-hmm. so i came so i applied and so uc berkeley at that time they were they were offering a summer program i think they still do mm-hmm. they were offering a program in uh, not program but courses in finance I picked financial economics and i picked urban economics mm-hmm. and uh, so i landed in the us and these those three months three months mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. those three months that i spent in the us that is what changed me and brought me back and then i that uh, you know after coming back from the us and i landed back in india then i finally began to think i could think because of those three three months mm-hmm. when i was out of india mm-hmm. i began thinking for the first time mm-hmm. what is the meaning of area of action that i'm taking what i can do in my future what possibilities i could have right mm-hmm. so i began thinking for the first time and that's when you know when i came back then i went into damage control mm-hmm. i started to repair or salvage what could be salvaged from my college education but I, so the next summer because i knew now that i want to go to the us mm. at that point i didn't know what i could do after masters mm. i just want i just knew that i wanted to become a person of acad- academia again i wanted to become a scientist again i first wanted to do math again mm. and so i um, uh, i wanted to do that in the us but i still didn't have a clue as to you know what i could do or what i mm-hmm. you know should do all i knew was that you know ms is a degree that mm-hmm. people usually do to mm-hmm. and i want to end up in the us so i did several things then in my third year uh, my third year was entirely spent on improving my grades right right my gpa in the summer after third year the next summer after berkeley i went to university of maryland mm-hmm. i came here to do an internship and then um, in my final year of undergrad i uh, i worked with a with a professor at uh, triple it delhi mm-hmm. on uh, ironically uh, autonomous uh, vehicle which would become my future mm-hmm. research area mm-hmm. so then yeah that was it and then um, i uh, i got into umd uh, i applied for masters mm-hmm. so you are trying to say that your two years in college were not good right. and your college Uh, didn't contributed anything as such uh, did you as such didn't contributed much to your uh, education their teachers were not uh, good they were not inspiring curriculum was outdated so whatever happened you came to us for 3 months yeah. and that changed your uh, perspective okay. outlook okay. yes. and then you started recovering and then yes and then you did your internship in umd and then and then and then also you went to triple it for doing the internship during my last semester last semester yeah the one and this was after you know after i had already sent in my applications to my mm. master so i didn't even have this okay, okay. this was not in your profile it was not in my profile i did so uh, one thing i forgot to mention i did do or start to do some research or try to do some research mm. in my in my college I went to this professor I wanted to do some research and that professor was didn't do good research mm. for example the project that the paper that I ultimately you know published was in a very, in a very bad journal my name was third even mm. the, the professor put my name third so it was a very kind of full of bad practices mm. and not very you know uh, impactful of not very good research I learned very you know mm. so so uh, by the time I applied to masters it was like you know with a very distorted version of what research is okay so uh, if i ask you you know uh, now you know all those things so what in your opinion should be the right way of choosing the college 
the thing is that you know unless you are in that few that that few percentage or fraction of population that can you know uh, think a little outside the box and think a little further ahead as to what you want to do after college and that's very few that's very very few students um and, and how you can think of that thing what you will do after college uh, whether your parents should uh, teach tell you that thing or there should be some kind point of it there are some counselors also i think some they, i think it, it starts it has to come a little bit from your household because mm-hmm. at that age you know your parents are the ones who you, you would listen to most or who would have the most mm-hmm. influence on you your parents could influence you i mean having some counselors in your school would also be good mm-hmm. but i would say that go into the into the into college or which which you think is best like make an informed better choice informed choice like i think what went wrong with me was it wasn't informed mm-hmm. like more inputs would have been good because if i had known about triple it would have gone to triple it mm. that would have been better right that is one thing uh what should happen is there needs to be one one change in the indian in the indian college system credits need to be transferable transferable from different colleges mm. so that mm. even if you did end up making a bad choice mm. and you feel that you know engineering is not for me you can take college or take courses mm. from other colleges mm. For example, if you're interested in business, right? You made a wrong decision of going to engineering. Forget the college into engineering. Want to take business courses? You can take business courses from SRCC, mm-hmm. and those credits should be counted. That's one change that needs to happen. See, as you are saying that your experience with DTU was not good, and you went to the DTU without knowing much about the DTU, and you were not very well informed about other colleges also. It is, it is situation with most of the mm, students, I think. i also went to a college uh, when i i did my engineering in bitspilani so i also went to the bitspilani without knowing anything about the bitspilani but i would say it was a very good experience it was a it was the best experience i could have actually now uh, we had lot of flexibility in the system i could do so many courses there were right, teachers right. was great environment was good hostels was good food was good campus was good so it was a very good feeling now still i would say if you ask me i would say bits plan is the best uh, uh, engineering uh, institution in india i would say like that right. and we have all the good practices which uh, us institutions have uh, because uh, bits planning has a uh, collaboration with mit so right. all the mit system was, is there in the bits planning curriculum so we used to have same curriculum all kind of flexibility in everything so we did all humanities courses sociology courses religion courses computer science with as a being a civil engineer we did computer course in the first semester only we learned both pascal and fortran in the first semester only and for and, the, and you have all full flexibility even if you get the admission civil engineering you can take the course in other disciplines also you will not do the degree of the other computer science but you can do all the courses of computer science nobody is preventing you so that you, is that what was missing in that now yes we have a system of two degrees we have so many new system all flexibility is there it is still there now many colleges have started following those systems but uh, that was a very good experience but now interestingly what you was telling about the credit transfer system now we now india now they have announced a new education policy that like nep 2020 2020 they yeah. announced and they they approved it uh that policy has all these systems okay you can transfer the credit you can have the flexibility and they are also saying that your university should be multidisciplinary 
Now they are trying to say the engineering college should not be only the engineering college. There should be other disciplines also. Okay. So when they other disciplines will be there, then they will be uh, you can choose from the courses and you will have more kind of flexibility. Yeah. And there will be multiple input system, multiple exit system also. So they they are trying. They have that that kind of a, a policy, but I'm not. Uh, sure, uh, how well it will be implemented, right? But yes, it is there. NEP two zero two zero. I think the idea, some of the ideas behind it are good, definitely good. Execution mm. is a uh, that is a problem. Entirely different uh, yes, topic. Yes, but see, in our time also, uh, I was talking about it is late it is. IITs was there, five IITs. Roorkee University was different. Right. University Roorkee, then the, the Bits Pilani. And then uh, DC was uh, considered good yeah. at that time. Yeah. And then there were some RECs. Now we call NID at that time. They were RECs. Yeah. Some RECs was good. Yeah. So there were limited number of colleges, but generally, but but we were not sure which was good. We were we were not sure IIT was good or Rudki is good or Pittsplani is good. No, no, I, we were not aware about that. We got chance to get the admission in Pittsplani. Pittsplani. That's all. But my experience was good as such. So maybe it was because you know the percentage of bad universities was less. That, that you can say. Even DTU also get the good students, I think. But yes. the the teacher, the system that is it, it that may not squashed, be good. It just gets squashed. Huh. But the students they get they, they get the good student as such. I, yeah, there's a because DTU they have a lot of students. Right, sixteen hundred students yeah. in the, in a like at least in my time. So they have a distribution of students. Yeah. So um, there were definitely students who were really really good and. The students were average, and then students who were and then college learning because of the perception. Yes, yes. The name was still there. The telecollege engineering. Actually, at that time, you know, it was two thousand nine, and mm. when it, the name changed, and I was taking admission twenty twelve, mm. there was a lot of you know debate and uh, attention being paid to you know what is going to happen, is the name going to be. But when I took admission, the name was still there. Yes. Okay. Okay, Ron. Can you uh, just uh, can you compare? Uh, if you can, but uh, uh, the teachers uh, in 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 US universities and and your DTU, can you compare the teachers? Yeah, I mean, I've only been uh, I've I've mostly been participating in uh, research based yeah. courses because I entered in my masters, right, and then mm -hmm. I took some courses in my PhD. And these courses were mostly research oriented. I would say that you know that criteria that fits exceptional teachers. That is missing even here, and even more so over here. From a research at a research level, the teachers are more thought of or portrayed as a research collaborator, you know. And so that emphasis on pedagogy is very very less because a they're trying to you know these are professors who are trying to do eighty percent research, twenty percent teaching, and that reflects in their efforts. Mm. They give twenty. They do a good job. Even at twenty percent, they're still thousand times better than what in DTU. Because DTU, the faculties were not doing research. So mm. All they had to do was teach, mm. and that also they were not doing. They were just here because faculty here they do research because the research institutes they do good research, and they also make sure that they do a decent job of teaching. They don't the kind of teaching that is happens here is, is very very technical. They, they teach simply courses. And yeah, at that age, That's the it. kind of Students are coming in for masters. You know, they are you know, they are early twenties, mid twenties. So at that age, you don't really teach students, you know, life values and everything. They more mostly focused on the technical matter of the subjects, and they do a decent job for that. So it's mostly uh, course-related pedagogy, but that is decent. They get the job done. Uh, so a 
at least in detail what i observed was the heart was not there mm-hmm. or that uh, motivation of doing a good job was not there um, i would say that you know teachers in the us are competent mm-hmm. they are you know, capable but teachers in india they are i would not call them competent at least in detail right uh, I, i agree with you see in in our i can give you an example in our college but learning in those days attendance was not mandatory in any courses attendance was not i think still still attendance is not mandatory you you are not required to attend the college classes you can attend you cannot it is up to you right but still uh, for example for one one course suppose there is a course called optimization suppose that course is being taught by five teachers or three teachers right three different teachers at different times you can attend classes of any of them jiska acha lagta hai you can attend that right you will find 100 students sitting in one teachers class and there is not even a single or two three students sitting in some other class teachers class so now if teacher is good more people will go to the that teacher yeah other people not go to other other teachers classes so that kind of what happens there is a, there was a division in 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 uh, that's called instruction division at that time uh, there there is to be a dean of that now instruction division used to also take the feedback from the students and they used to evaluate the performance of the teachers and this was also one of the criteria okay the feedback of the students and also the number of students attending the attending the classes right there must be something wrong if some teachers are students not attending the class of, of a particular teacher right so this was a, there was a competition now right. there, there there was some kind of feedback system Right. So teachers also try to do their best. Yeah. Yeah. They they also try to do some innovative kind of a thinking, uh, teaching or some 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 new thing they used to do actually. Yeah, that to attract the students. Accountability. Right? Accountability was there so, because their performance are based on their attendance of the students also. Even in the US, like uh, we have um, a feedback after mm-hmm. every class at the end of class mm-hmm. towards the end of the semester. So we have a feedback like every student fills a form. and teachers they incentivize it they uh, motivate to encourage the students to fill these survey forms mm-hmm. they don't they, they treat these as you know important uh, documents and important parts of teaching mm-hmm. so what you know our professors at umd would do they would uh, bring they would say that you know if 85% of the course evaluations the feedback are failed will i'll get you i'll get cupcakes or i'll get pizza mm-hmm. so these the 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 the, the you know the the uh motivation behind it in india i can tell you since i am visiting faculty in some of the institutions right so once i got the chance of knowing what they also take feedback from students okay so students give good feedback to the teachers who give, give them good marks who are quite lenient right uh, if you are a very strict teacher right 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 even if you are teaching well teaching good probably you will not get the good feedback and this hod is also know this thing so they yeah. also do not take these feedbacks seriously that is in, that is uh, that is happening in india so that purpose is also getting defeated in india actually a feedback system now here is the thing in in the us i so i have been a uh, ta right? i have a teaching assistant and the same thing happens for teaching assistant assistants as well even they uh, get course of uh, section evaluation because you teach you don't teach a core but you teach like a part of the course hmm. so i have noticed through my own experience of being a ta plus i've seen course evaluations for the professor i ta for even if students american students 
they're all you know American. If even if they don't get the grade they wanted, they get an honest feedback. They'll say, you know, I probably didn't study well, or I I, I should I probably didn't do a good job as I should have. But the uh, teacher is good. He they'll say he's a tough teacher. Because mm. he's they'll say he's a tough teacher. But they'll they'll be honest and say they'll list out pros cons. They'll do what they feedback ask them to do. There's no motivation to game the system. There's no motivation to you know vent out their feelings. There's, they'll do what the course evaluation asks them to do. Right. So that is now since uh, you are in uh, US, you did masters and you were doing a doctor, and you are likely to complete in maybe in next six months or year. So uh, you have seen uh, students from various countries now. what do you think are indian students competitive uh, in this kind of a setting system or they lack something or what kind of qualities they must have to be competitive what is your assessment of indian student studying in us universities uh, in comparison to the students of other nationalities um, i will mostly restrict myself to you know talking about indian students who are coming for phd's right. and that also phd in computer science because right. i'm not really yes. aware of so i think people who are coming from india for the phd in computer science they are they have raw potential very strong raw potential so i would say that indians who come for the phd they have a lot of raw potential and they they end up developing a lot uh, in the us they do well with the kind of resources they are given and a large fraction of the students who come for the phd they end up doing well in industry as well as in academia mm. now the students who come uh, for masters i would say i don't i haven't noticed a lot of exceptional qualities like they do well but i wouldn't say that they stand out compared to students from other mm. uh, nationalities but and similar i've noticed for china like students coming from china also Like the students who come for P for come for PhD, some of the uh, some of those students for PhD, they are also very very strong, and they also have strong potential. So I have noticed that you know students coming from Asian countries are typically stronger in terms of potential, and uh, and that is why you see a, a very low proportion or low percentage of American students doing research in doing in PhD programs. Mm-hmm. It's always you know majority of them come from Asian Asian countries. so it means indian students are quite competitive here and they do well uh, in, in in american universities in doctorate yeah in doctorate particularly and they also do well in academia and uh, research and in research jobs in, in, in industry so and they are uh, able to do well here because they are getting good environment good resources good uh, good guidance and everything uh, they are getting so if they could get these kind of situation thing in india probably they can do well in india also Yes, they could, and there are some. There are people who do do that, who are doing that. Like uh, these are people who uh, get their PhDs from, let's say, IISC mm. or PhDs, uh, uh, let's say, IIT Delhi. So if we can have more of those, but there are very few institutions, very few places, right. and, and that, even those institutions also very few uh, professors and very few centers. And that, that, is, that is the reason the strongest students come to the US. Yes, because. they recognize that but they, they do not get the good uh, uh, places to work and learn in in india that is a problem that is true that is why you know now now like say, google india has uh, was established in hyderabad i think or bangalore mm. so google india is coming up microsoft research has long been mm. uh, msr india has long been a place for mm. research some universities now are supposedly being established and mm. they are becoming more and more like triple i delhi 
was established in 2009 and now it's established to be a good research place. I think awareness is coming slowly and slowly, but I think in terms of, you know, it still needs to go a long way before enough funding and enough uh, support can be given to the research community in India. Mm. I think that's the one reason why you know, people come here to do the research. They typically mm. do not want to go back because they know that there's not much point going back. Yeah. If you see the, do the search on the website of the faculty of IITs or even uh, of any of the NITs or something, very few professors are doing active research actually. Yes, that is true. Few of them are doing it. Very few. Okay. So uh, now I just wanted to have a different uh, discussion for some time. Generally, we feel that uh, ethical ethics, the value system and not being taught, not being inculcated, like you said, uh, critical thinking and all those things are not being taught, learned. There's no system uh, that you can develop those kind of things in university. Similarly, what do you feel, what is your opinion that the, 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 the areas like values, sustainability, uh, the religion, cultural system, values, or can, should, should there be open debate discussions as some kind of environment should be there in the university and colleges where students can discuss, debate, and, and can have different uh, opinions on it, uh, or they should be simply focused to the studies. Because now you can see the colleges in India, universities. There are some college universities where you will have a lot of discussion on all those things. And it becomes politicized many times. I do not know whether the studies suffer because of that or not. Right. But do you think that these universities should be the place where students can discuss, debate, have opinion, develop, make their opinions and learn all those things? or they should be just focused to the studies. What is your opinion on that? Because in my opinion, unless until you know all these things, you have this, you will not be a good human being. You will not be a well-rounded person. You will not have good uh, learning perspective, actually. You will have only one unidirectional approach Agreed. And to that, education. I would say in that, my view, education yeah. includes all those things. I agree. And that, that is in part, uh, that was not available to me, or I didn't uh, get to experience that part of education. Uh, I think as far as values goes, you know, moral values and ethics, that is something that is best demonstrated. Because hmm. I will give you an example. Like coming over here, if two people are entering a building, the first person will leave the door open or keep the door open for the hmm. second person. Hmm. Right? That is not something I now I have ingrained that. I have picked it up. Hmm. Not something that was taught to me. Hmm. People and not even like teachers, like people who were doing it, and I picked it up hmm. because it was demonstrated. Hmm. And I think even in a classroom setting or even at home, students will learn if people are demonstrating mm. as opposed to teaching it. I think religion, you know, religion and uh, other political issues, religious issues, uh, cultural issues, these are you know, more complicated issues. Mm. They need, definitely needs to be debate about it in a sense that uh, make people aware that there, there are differences. See, in our college at that time, there used to be a student union. There used to be elections to the student union, like for the president, for the general secretary and all those things. There used to be a, a debate for the president. Like you have uh, in the US, uh, presidential debate you have on TV. Similarly, they, we used to have a debate uh, for the presidentship. There were two, three candidates. They were sitting there on some stage on the ground. And students are sitting there, they will listen to the debate. 
so that kind of a thing used to be there so or there used to be complete election uh, process actually and they used to come to the common room hostels they used to say what kind of thing they want to do why they want to do students used to ask questions so those kind of debates used to happen then we used to have several associations like telugu association bangla association bihari association so those as all the students coming from the tamil nadu tamil nadu andhra pradesh or they used to be the member of and also the faculty teachers of that state they used to be the member of that association and they used to organize various activities there uh, dance music this and that and they used to invite uh, other students also uh, to participate to see to so they used to be the see these universities are the places where students are coming from different places they have a different cultural background different religious background mm-hmm. uh, different economic background different social background they are the places where if they intermingle they they discuss they meet they have their thing then you learn a lot about that was being in a college now even being a pilani i knew so much about tamil nadu telugu bangladesh and so, so so you can if you are in us you can learn about so many countries also and that was my aim when i wanted when i came here my goal was to live with people who are not from india to eat with them to talk with them and then i note i've noticed you know students who are coming from india in future batches in future years uh, like coming for phd masters across the spectrum and they're not able to acclimatize to different cultures they still want to eat the same indian food and they used to you know feel sad or complain that they didn't get that kind of food they never used to mingle with other cultures and i think that is a mindset that is not like a proper mindset i would i would say because you need to have like an open more of an open uh, mind interact with other cultures and learn about them but that will develop your mind because that will uh, broaden your thinking process and that will help you all over your life actually yeah. so that is why i believe that it is important uh, it will uh, help change, it will change some aspects of you as well you yes. you see other, how other people interact yes. and i actually i have picked up a lot of qualities that i've noticed in in american so one uh, today i think i had a very good conversation with you i learned a lot about your experiences your journey as education in, uh, from india and the us and you are very truthful i would say and in, in telling about yourself about your college and many few people have such courage to say so actually my view and uh, before i conclude my conversation will you like to give some advice to the students what do you want to say to the students uh, who are still in school or colleges what they should do or what they should not do uh, can you say something before we conclude i would say i'm not in a position to say that this is advice you should follow whatever experience saying, you have from that i would just say that something that now gives me stability and happiness the reason why i don't get sad i don't get depressed now even by little things it's is is by recognizing that uh i want to be good at one thing and i can be okay at all the other but find that you know one niche that you can claim for yourself find that small pocket buy yourself in it and just be and make that your safe space so find that anchor in your life that i would say uh you can claim for yourself as a niche and that ways you'll be happy you know later on because even if you're not doing okay you know that you have your your anchor. yeah you must have something in yourself which which you can be satisfied you should be feel happy with that 
And yes. that's the thing you can be okay. If people talk about, you know, people talk about a code, like a man should live by his code, right? That That is, I think, what is related to that. You should right. find your the code with which you should live by. Right, right. Thank you, Rohan. It was a nice, very nice conversation. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode, do subscribe to this podcast. See you next time.